Welcome to the On Track Podcast here, March 24th, 2021. And would you guys believe that this is about the one-year anniversary of our first podcast? Holy moly. Time has flown, definitely. It happens to be, and uh, I think the first one Tasha and I took to the airwaves, or as Fuzzy Wilson calls it, out there in Radio Land, And uh, we were deep in the throws of the whole initial coronavirus lockdown and and trying to make sense of it and we've managed reasonably well i think we're all intact we've 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 done pretty well uh but happy anniversary podcast glad to be back on dadlock's not not tending to the buttons here so hey, i, I even labeled myself. them all pretty for I you know. okay so i've got a again i got a room full here Emily, good morning. Howdy. Hey. Uh, Eric Ritchie, Chief Operating Officer. Good morning. Good morning, Eric. Doug Morrison, Southern Maine Operations Manager. Good morning, everybody. Morning, Doug. Hopefully you can keep that potty mouth closed over there. I will try to refrain here. (laughs) And Josh Shaw. Good morning, everyone. Manager of our Asphalt and Aggregates. Safety topic with uh, Safety Director Cam Hager a little bit later on. He's going to talk about ticks. And your, that was actually a request from a superintendent. Yeah, so in, in a very timely request, even though some people are riding snowmobiles still I know. Uh, before too long, and probably right now, it's ticks are out there. main fake spring right now. We're going to have some shout-outs, as usual. Price is Right is the annual cost of the Heavy Job software package. We've got a couple announcements, and unfortunately, we don't have any winning bids to announce from last week. In fact, we're going backwards in a way. We... We were low bidder on a project in Accomack, uh, Virginia, a couple weeks ago, and uh, due to a number of uh, pricing in- increases and issues that came up, uh, we're no longer awarded that project. Uh, but we've got other opportunities down there that we're looking at, and, and Aaron and Justin are working hard there. So we're gonna gonna move right into the main interviews, which Emily spells M A I N E. I like that. <laughs> I didn't even realize I did that. Doug. All right. Um, What's going on in Southern Maine? Or Eric, did you want to open this conversation up with Doug? Or do you do you dare let him go without any adult supervision? Doug can be left unsupervised. He does a pretty good job. So okay. I, I think he's got uh, some good updates for Southern Maine. And I, I did just want to pause for a second, her by uh, <clears throat> the two gentlemen on the podcast here uh, today. I know they've they've both been on before. Um, but certainly appreciate them doing it again and appreciate the efforts that they put in. Uh, these two guys work pretty hard for the company. I work, know they do. And they work real hard for all the employee owners out there. And, uh, you know, when I look at 2020, uh, the hot mix side and the aggregate side and in Southern Maine were a huge, huge part of what, uh, what was the success of our year in 2020 and going ahead, it's looking like 2021, they're going to play a pretty integral role in that as well. So, uh, really glad to have them both on and, uh, hopefully Doug can just contain himself a little bit. But yeah, the, the uh, pre-recording, you know, hijinks notwithstanding, we're going to turn the mic over to you now, Doug, and explain 
and, and nobody out there in Radio Land, Land really needs to know what his hijinks were, but just uh, know that they were, uh, well, I would say it's barnyard jocularity at yeah, its best. Yeah, you know, every once in a while you put your foot in your mouth, and Doug's watched me do it plenty, so he's had, a, <laughs> he's had someone to learn from too in the last year. So, But anyways, Doug, we're, we're stealing your thunder here. <laughs> No, it's all good. I'll uh, I'll try to keep it PG thirteen. What's going on in Southern Maine? <laughs> so, um, come off a big big year last year. We did uh, a lot of work, uh, upwards of sixty million. Uh, got a lot on the books for this season. Uh, wrapped up a lot of uh, good jobs. But two thousand twenty's passed us, and uh, moving into two thousand twenty one, this winter's been um, very busy. It seems like we haven't taken our foot off the throttle all season. Uh, we've got the large uh, Portland Back Cove project. And uh, we've had crews there all winter working with subcontractors, NS Giles down there doing some concrete, HB Fleming doing the, the sheet piling cofferdam down there. Um, so that's well underway. Uh, we had a big milestone there yesterday. The last base slab got placed about a, almost a thousand yards of concrete. Um, our crews down there, we started two pipe crews, both of them doing great. Um, got uh, Froggy's crew with Alex Morgan. We got Jake Stevens' crew with Chris Lee setting box culverts, uh, both of them. Uh, doing a heck of a job down there. Sean Powell's overseeing the uh, the subs on the tank, so that's a that's a big job. Got another twenty plus million to do down there. Uh, some of the other jobs we get some wrap up jobs. Auburn NS Childs uh, that's going to be starting back up this spring. Uh, Auburn Airport just got a little bit of work left there. Um, that'll start probably in April time frame. Um, a lot of solar work we we started last season. That we uh, we started the initial phase and we're going to be starting those back up, doing all the trenching for all the conduits. And uh, I think there's four or five different locations uh, throughout Southern Maine. So Richie Otis is kind of spearheading that, and he's going to be gearing up pretty soon once the uh, the roads get posted, unposted. Um, Bitterford Airport, I got a, a little bit of supervision going on down there. We've got a clearing sub, comprehensive land, finishing that piece up, and uh, we should be wrapping that job up in uh, late late april and opening it back up 100 percent um brunswick landfill that's a new job we picked up last season late and uh, it's going to be starting on april 5th uh tim blaze is going to be the super on that project it's about a six million dollar job a lot of aggregates to import um a lot of different layers when you're doing a 17 acre cap and uh, we're going to be pulling aggregates from three different sources um, so it'd be a lot of trucking, a lot of placement. Uh, I think it'll be a, a great job and it's, uh, some early work right out of the gate for us. Yeah, Doug, if I could, I just wanted to, uh, acknowledge that Brunswick landfill job. Uh, you know, when we talk about planning and, and looking ahead when we're bidding things and even planning for a bid, uh, you and Adam Teenan spent a lot of time on that job, uh, last year, uh, before it was bid, getting out ahead of it. Uh, Adam did a lot of uh, upfront legwork that really set us up for success. It, it helped us capture the bid, and now it's uh, it's put us in a good opportunity. Absolutely, and we we talked a lot last week. I think on the podcast of of some seconds um, in bidding lately, and and that was a job where we were on the other end of the uh, the winning side for once. So uh, it was it was a tight bid, it was a good bid, and uh, it was definitely due to the efforts of looking at ag sources ahead of time, and, and we got some non-conventional sources uh on on say the clay for that project which probably was the uh, the factor on getting that job yep, so absolutely big def- difference definitely pays to do your homework ahead of time good work absolutely it's it's work that we excel at and, and we like doing that work and or uh, have no doubt it'll be a good job so tim, tim blaze has got his head into the game already and he's he's ready to go 
Um, another job we picked up last year, Edgecombe. It's a, it's a small DOT job similar to the Gray project we did last year. Uh, that'll be starting up late April, early May timeframe. It's, it's about a $2.5 million job. Um, just essentially rebuilding an intersection and changing some of the lanes. And, and uh, once again, that'll be be a good job. Um, let's see what else we got going on. Portland Back Cove West. Uh, we've talked about that on the podcast a few times. Adam Teenan is going to be the super on that project. Uh, $27 million job. And uh, it's it's an it's an animal of a job. I'm not going to lie. It's uh, it's got some aspects of of some very deep pipe. It's uh, it's got some large box culverts. But uh, the good thing is, is we've had some time to attack it and do some planning, and we've we've come up with a you know a better mousetrap on how to build this thing, and uh, we've presented it to the city, and it's a, it's a huge cost savings to the city, and uh, hopefully to us as well. And we're we're waiting for some final engineering to come back on that, which which will shallow up some of the pipe and uh, it'll kind of change the configuration a little bit, which uh, in turn will, will definitely be a, a benefit for everybody. So we're, we're looking forward to starting that project right after Memorial day. Well, kudos to you guys, uh, you know, the team for, for, I mean, these opportunities may not have seemed obvious to begin with, but to dig in and, and be creative. And that's really our, I believe a key to our success over the decades is our creativity and our, our desire to dig in and, and help and make an, make better of a win for the, for the owner uh, than, than maybe what's been presented to us. I think, Herbert, really shows our relationship with the city of Portland, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I give Doug and Adam a lot of credit uh, with the value engineering that they put out there to try and change the job. You know, there's still some work to be done before we drag it across the finish line. But, uh, you know, when you go into an engineer uh, who's been hired to design a job and they've already designed it, and then you come into them to say, well, we think we have a better idea than what your design was. That can be a bit of a sticky conversation. Sure can. Um, but our relationship with the city of Portland, our relationship with Wright Pierce, uh, the engineer, and just the way that Doug and Adam attacked it, um, I'm really happy with the progress that's been made and happy to see that there's a good chance something could uh, come to fruition here. It'd be a big win for us. And, and you mentioned the relationship with, with Wright Pierce, and, and that really runs across almost all engineers is our willingness to work with them even before a job goes out to bid. Uh, quite often they will reach out to us for ideas and constructability. And so that when we when it comes time to build a project, uh, they're much more open-minded to listening to us and, 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 you know, with ideas and creative things that we bring to the table. Absolutely. Yeah, they've been receptive from day one on this value engineering thing, and, and it's actually prompted them, uh, once they've seen our redesign, they've, they've actually tweaked our design to improve it even more. So it's, it's definitely some major collaboration between everybody. So looking, looking forward to starting that. Uh, just a couple other jobs to wrap up Portland Warren Avenue, uh, down there with Reed and Reed. I visited the site yesterday with, uh, Jake Stevens walked it with the, with the, uh, the new super they got over there and coming up with a plan to start, uh, on April 12th, uh, got a couple weeks worth of work. We'll have to pull out for a little while while, while it gets paved and then we'll come back in probably end of May and, and finish it up for the, uh, the last phase three where we tied the two, uh, two phases together. Um, Wes Gardner, uh, last kind of last job I get to, uh, talk about. It's a major job. We got about $10 million worth of work left to do there this year. Um, scheduled to wrap up in October and, uh, we've worked hard all winter to, to get where we are today. And, uh, on April 6th is going to be a big milestone where we're going to be able to shift traffic through the new cash lanes that we've, we built and commissioned, and that allow us to start demoing the 
existing toll plaza and the bridge, which really opens up the last phase of work for us. We can get all the uh, the final paving, all new regrade in that area, shoulders, uh, the last bit of uh, work on the exit ramps and uh, surface pave everything and walk away. It'd be nice to wrap that job up. And Scott and, and James McCarthy and team, you uh, have done a great job down there. And I've driven through it many times in the last couple of weeks. And and I always hear from the outside, you know, people comment to me, what a great job it looks like and how it looks well-managed and under control. And, and that's the same feeling I get when I drive through. I've had a chance to talk to uh, the main turnpike authorities, chief operating officer, um, and he was actually, sorry, their head of engineering. I haven't talked to Peter, but uh, very, very happy with the progress of the job. And, you know, I, I think when we talk about these large projects, uh, West Gardner, Back Cove West, uh, Back Cove South, uh, while the jobs have been going well, you know, they're not without issues at times. And a lot of folks don't see what's behind the scenes. And uh, Doug and many others are those guys behind the scenes that Correct. are dealing with the issues that are getting out ahead of them. And um, it really shows in how well the jobs have gone. And, uh, you know, when you get a solid guy like Scott down there in West Gardner, it makes all the difference in the world. And a big shout out to Scott, too. He, uh, while things were a little slow this winter, he jumped in to help us do some uh, investigation work for a bid that's coming up and some other stuff and really just bringing value all around. So Mike Thibodeau, I believe, was the <laughs> DM on that project? Yeah, yeah, Mike's done a great job. Uh, the good thing with Mike is he was also the estimator on the job, yeah. so he came in very yeah. familiar with the project, and uh, he's done a great job working with with Scott and James down there. And uh, we've, we've really got nothing nothing but praise for those guys from the Turnpike. Uh, that on-site team is, is remarkable. They're killing it. They are killing it. Great. Well, thanks, Doug, for that Southern Maine update. We're going to turn to Josh, Joshua Shaw now. And, Josh, you got some things going on, right? You've been kind of working away at, at, uh, at things, preparing for another hopeful busy season. That's right, down in the, uh, down in the quarry, um, starting out right in the fall last year, right as soon as we stopped crushing, we started tearing things down and, and going through the system and, and uh, you know, updating bearings and rollers and and belts you know and whatnot they go through the entire system start right from from every tail pulley right to the head pulley go through everything and and um, we pulled all the crusher motors out this year and and redid all the bearings in those um, and then January we had a big uh, I shouldn't say big small clearing operation on the west face uh, to get ready for this year's production run um, so they about five weeks they cleared off um, a good size area and built the berm up uh, with all the overburden um, to get ready and, and main drilling and blasting should be in here uh, in the next two weeks or so for the first production blast of the season um, to get us going. Uh, we're looking to fire up the crusher April 6th, Tuesday, April 6th um, to start making production rock for the asphalt plant and uh, start hauling second or third week of April. We'll start hauling aggregate into the asphalt plant. Um, Chris and the guys down there have been doing an awesome job uh, getting that ready to go. Um, now up to the asphalt plant, same thing there. As soon as we stopped making mix that very next week, we had the cranes in there. We were tearing the plant down, um, pulled down the ductwork, pulled up all the dust screws, all the veins, and, and Ed's gone through that um, with a with a large crew from the shop and uh, and the ground men. Um, they went through that, you know, every nut and bolt. Yeah, and, and that's not the kind of thing you need to be dealing with in July or September. No, nope. right? I mean, we've that facility shuts down f for temperature reasons, <clears throat> and, and we have a we have a sizable window 
to to make sure things are ready and right. we're investing in that exactly. throughout the winter, exactly. both the quarry and the asphalt. So a lot of things we do right when we shut down, just because it's still kind of warm at that point in time, we tear everything apart that we can at that time. So they have the ability to pull some stuff inside throughout the winter and, and do some of that work inside out of the cold. Uh, Cause uh, you know, the main winters are, are, are harsh on, on uh, equipment and people being out in the, you know, sub zero temperatures. So um, they did a lot of that work over the winter and we actually had a crane in there this week, putting stuff back in place. Um, all the things that they worked on all winter and, uh, right now we've got uh, welders up in, inside the silos uh, and, uh, you know, kudos to the guys down at the shop um, down in the fab shop have been fabbing some silo liners for us so we can get the cones lined in the silos. Um, over time, the uh, cones wear thin from all the, sure. all the use. So they're relining those silos this year and hopefully that'll be done um, by the last week of April here so we can fire up and start making mix first week of well, May. Those silos have had, uh, uh, maybe not quite a million tons, but probably about a million tons um, yeah. since Doug set that thing up in 2016. Yeah, I'm going to say between eight and nine hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah, yep. Tons drop through them, so they it That's does right. wear it does wear through that. It steel. does wear through the, the steel. I, you know, I don't think they when they first fab those silos, it's made out of quite as uh, you know steel like they they should. So we're you know AR four fifty we're using um, to get those things lined. Yep. I got to say, you know, most of what Josh deals with. Uh, uh, by nature, it's almost set up to destroy itself <laughs> just through the nature say, of the work. Yeah, every, every machine we have is, is just beating itself up every <laughs> well, you day. You take so. a crushing plant, and its job is to have rocks dropped on it. That's yep, right. Exactly. That's and right. And if you're doing it right, hopefully the rock's working harder than the metal's working. <laughs> right. But uh, that isn't always the case. And, exactly. You know, just sitting here, I just had to chime in, uh, you know, with everything that Doug's got going on. And you know, I'm looking out here at the weather and all those type of things and just seeing Josh is right around that brink of, of getting started up. And I'm, I'm, I'm jacked up. I mean, it's... Well, these uh, last few days have been hard not to get jacked uh, up right it, up in the 60s it, and mid-March. And it really is. I mean, you just know it's coming, and, uh, you know, we're almost there that we can finally go out and start building a lot of stuff and, and get we, some things done. We so. were talking yesterday, you and I, about uh, it, how it snowed, what was it, May 6th, I think, last of, year. Of last yeah. year. Yep. Uh, and, you know, there, you were out of power for three days. Yes, I was. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then I bought a generator, so somebody got some money out of me out of it anyway. Right. <laughs> well, you know, so it does help the economy. It does. Yeah. It does. But uh, the point being that it's been beautiful the last few days. The next few days don't look quite so good. A little bit of rain. Um, you know, so it's easy for everybody to kind of get jazzed up. Hey, yeah. when am I coming to work? And and we're going to work on getting everybody to work as soon as we can. But uh, you know, there still are some some kind of nasty weather days and. We're, we're due to, April's always an iffy month, you know, and uh, what I see with the ground conditions, we didn't have a lot of frost this winter. Hardly any, um, yeah. As long as things can stay relatively dry, I think things will dry up well starting off. Uh, Tasha would tell you I am an optimist. Yes. An eternal optimist, perhaps. So I, I do have to tint that once in a while that, uh, like you said, we still got a long ways to go before we had a good stretch of real good summer weather. Well, it would be hard to be a pessimist and be a leader in a construction business. Amen because, to that. Uh, I mean, if you're a pessimist, you'd never get a job. You'd have a hard time getting a lot done, period. Right. So, so. but these guys are, uh, you know, the hot mix plant side of things. Josh has got a great team over there, and the quarry sure know, does, is yeah. really starting to take some good shape and just uh, real happy. I did want to also acknowledge Josh, uh, 
is sitting on pins and needles today. Um, today is maintenance mix, LCP, whatever you want to call it with the DOT. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many contracts they have this year. It looks like 15 or 16 probably. Quite a bit, quite a bit. Yeah. And, and we're, uh, and we're going to try to get some, we're, we're partnering with some of our, our customers and, and we're going to go after uh, quite a bit of it and, and hope we pick up at least a, a little bit of it. And those bids come out at 11 o'clock? 11 o'clock. They'll start so it's opening. now 930 in the morning. So you've yeah. got about an hour and a half. Yeah. You're going to have to breathe into a paper bag. An, an hour, an hour and a half of knots in my stomach, yes. Yep. Okay. Well, good. Good update from you guys. I appreciate it. You're going to hang through the rest of this and do some shout-outs, right? Absolutely. Uh, and, Eric, uh, thank you for joining us. Yep. And before I take off, Herb, uh, you know, I threw something out there for Scott Blanchard, but I did want to throw out uh, before Cam joins you um, – since Cam came on board, I've been very impressed with Cam. Uh, he's done a done a great job. We had a an incident review early in the week, and I don't want to steal any thunder from what he's going to talk about, but it was the first one. Um, unfortunately, it was the first one. You know, we never like to even have the first one. Right. Uh, to talk about a recordable injury and an employee having an injury. Uh, but Cam led the charge there, and uh, honestly, he brought a, a great level of just uh, calmness to the whole thing. He directed it very well and uh, got into the and, details. And ownership, yeah. And ownership. I mean, he owned the whole process through and through, and, you know, we got into some good detail and identified some great things that we can fix as a company to prevent an injury like that from happening again. So uh, just seeing what he's starting to bring to the table, uh, I'm, I'm real happy that he's here, and uh, I can see that some good things are going to come out of it. So a big kudos to Cam. Absolutely. Well, Thank you for that, and I'm sure he appreciates that as you vacate the chair, and he takes the chair, and we welcome Cam in for our talk about ticks. Yeah, so, you know, the warmer weather's here, right? So we want to try and we want to talk about ticks and insect bites and kind of what to look out for, and, you know, if you do get bitten by a tick or even a bee, what to do in those situations, right? So <clears throat> as the warmer weather gets here, right, we have mosquitoes, ticks, and things like that, and oftentimes ticks carry a lot of different types of, you know, illnesses or bacteria, Lyme is one of them, um, you know, and that can cause a lot of different issues. Uh, so we want to make sure that we're protecting ourselves against ticks, mosquitoes, insect bites, and, and bees and things like that, especially if you're allergic to bees and whatnot. You want to know what to do. Um, so if you get a tick bite, right, you want to remove the tick as promptly, as carefully as possible, right? So if, you you know, you're working outside, um along the highway doing different things you know where we do a lot of work outside it's what we do we're in the dirt world right so you want to make sure that you're checking yourself for ticks at the end of the day if you do get bitten by a tick you want to remove it as <clears throat> as quick as possible and use you know fine tipped uh, tweezers or something like that to get as close to the head as you can so you know after removing the tick you want to wash your hands uh, with warm soap and water make sure that it's disinfected maybe even use hydrogen peroxide or something like that some sort of disinfectant um, and some of the symptoms of, of a tick bite, you know, if, if it's severe enough, if there are, if it did carry diseases or something like that, you know, you could have a headache, difficulty breathing, or even, you know, really bad symptoms could be paralysis or heart palpitations, right? So obviously, if you have any of those symptoms, you want to contact your doctor immediately. Another symptom too, um, which is a symptom, you know, if, if the tick was carrying Lyme, it, I think they called, you know, the ring around the tick's uh, tick bite, right. right? So if you have that or notice that, right? Um, immediately or, or, you know, a day later after you thought you removed it all, um, you want to make sure you contact your doctor immediately. If the rash gets bigger, if the ring gets bigger, um, that way they can, you know, treat the tick, tick bite or insect bite and give you the proper medication or care, etc. So some of the ways that you can avoid tick bites, obviously, you know, or insect bites in general is 
you know, wear long clothing, wear insect repellent whenever possible, especially on those, you know, those summer days. Uh, yeah, get that off. Right. Or, you know, even DEET. Right? Oh, yeah, DEET. Yeah, that's a, that, yeah, that's a main thing. DEET, for sure. Yeah, but yeah. you want to make sure you don't use too much DEET or put it on, you know, any open wounds if you have cuts or something like that. You know, you want Exactly. You know, it, it can be harmful. So you want to make sure that you're looking at the concentrations of DEET and the type of insect repellent that you are uh, applying and reapplying it uh, where necessary, right? You know, yep. if it's a hot day, humid, you're sweating, things like that, reapply when needed. Um, and we're even getting reports from the field where, you know, warmer weather, people have already actually had a few ticks on them. So we're already seeing it at Sargent. So we really want to make sure that we're looking at this stuff and to kind of touch on bees, which is not, you know, aside from ticks, you know, warmer weather, bees are coming out. If you're allergic to bees, you want to make sure you let your supervisor know, right? That way they know what to do in the event of an emergency or an allergic reaction and where to go. You know, if you're up at a project where the closest hospital, you know, you got to know where the closest hospital is or closest urgent care, things like that, and what to do if it is far away. Okay. Yeah. All good questions. All good things to think about. Um, and nobody wants to get stung by a bee or bit by a tick, but it happens. And so it's good for everybody to just be aware. Right. We want to just make sure we prepare for that kind of thing, you know, include it in your SDA uh, in the morning as we get through this warmer weather. Um, hopefully it stays like that. I don't know if that's the case, but, uh, We'll see. This, we'll this see. is kind of fake spring right now, I think. But uh, I know at least in the mid-Atlantic, they're getting some nice weather, and it's probably going to stay that way now. So Right. So we just got to make sure we're preparing for it, planning for it, put it on the STAs, You know, have that discussion with the crew in the morning during your pod meetings, and, and uh, make sure we're good to go. And you weren't in here for it before, but Eric Ritchie mentioned uh, that he was very impressed by the way that you handled a recent incident um, this past week. And uh, so he just gave you kudos for that. Um, oh, what a nice smile. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> In case you're listening. He said that you handled it really well, handled it with poise and uh, with, with uh, great leadership. And so um, great job. Um, I don't know if there's anything you want to address about that, but. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I can touch on it quick. Uh, th- again, thank you, Eric. And, you know, part of that incident and, and what we do with incidents of that sort, right? Where, you know, if it's a recordable injury or something like that, we make sure that we have a a post-incident investigation or a root cause analysis where we look at the contributing factors to that incident um, and corrective actions to make sure that it, you know, we prevent it from happening again in the future, right? And and that meeting is, it's not a finger-pointing meeting or a fault-finding meeting. It's strictly a fact-finding meeting to make sure that we're doing better, right? So we prevent that injury from happening again and, we can put together better policy procedures. We can, ha- you know, maybe we need some sort of training and, and it's really, it's to continuous improvement is the whole goal behind that meeting. So awesome. Well, great job. And thanks for uh, giving us the the bite on ticks. Wow. Uh, I like the pun. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, thanks Cam for coming in and, and I want to echo uh, Eric's sentiments. Uh, Cam's been a great addition. Now here for I think three and a half weeks, not quite a month, and uh, really I've I've had a lot of time to to sit with Cam uh, in the early days and weeks and and try to lay out a schedule uh, and try to put some targets up that are reasonable but achievable and uh, and really make it safe for our folks. And and he's got I really believe he's got the right philosophy about being there for support. And I know 
you guys to some degree have had a had a chance to to get together with them. So thank you for that, Cam. With that said, we're going to move on to shout outs. We are, but before we do that, so I kind of have a shout out slash a question and I'm not going to say who it's from because I don't want to embarrass them, but I got a really awesome email this week and uh, it comes from an employee owner and they kind of had a question for you. It's, it's a, but it's also a shout out at the same time. So, uh, they were wondering, um, they said, I have admired Herb and his determination to be the best. And I'm wondering if you can ask him what makes him get out of bed every day and want to be the best. What made him be so determined over the years to do this? I try to bring my best every day and it's a challenge, but I do try just something that may be ingredients for myself to grab another gear or helps one, someone else reach that next level. So I, I mean, I got, I got to be very candid here. Every day isn't that way. It might seem like it when you take it all in, in uh, you know, across a career, it may seem like that. But every day is not like, okay, let's go kill the world. But I will say, and this is, I've said this a lot, and a lot of people laugh when I say this, I'm not the most self-motivated person that you'll meet. And that is the truth. And when I left HE Sergeant and started Sergeant Sergeant, one of the things I knew is I needed someone with me that I knew I would not want to let down or a, a number of people. And for me, what motivates me is more, uh, is more making a difference for all those people that I work with. And so I'll, I'll use Kevin Gordon as an example. He was my first phone call when I left HE Sergeant, started Sergeant Sergeant. And I just saw Kevin as the kind of guy, we, he and I had worked together a lot, and I saw Kevin as the kind of guy that would actually push me, and the way he pushes me is by me not wanting to let him down. And, and that's really been the motivation, and I, I think if you, can, if you can take your motivation, take yourself out of that equation and, and make it about everybody else, that's, I think that's what makes it win for me that that's that's my gig it's my answer i like it should i I should give you a round of applause for that answer i don't know if i deserve that or not (laughs) i guess i think you do i guess if you showed up with a gold watch and i you know this is your last day herb maybe (laughs) Uh, no you deserve applause for that i mean really that's putting people first i think that's a really good way to that is a really good way to motivate yourself it's, I think so many of us out there are, are that way. You know, it's, if, if you, if you swing your feet out of the bed on the floor in the morning, wanting to get yourself ahead, uh, there's just, to me, there's just not as much to it as swinging your feet and put them on the floor and going, we're going to move everybody ahead. It just, it just means, it, it means a lot more to me. All right. Well, thank you for answering that random question. I know I just threw it at you this morning, but. (laughs) You're known to do that sort of thing. I know. I like to keep things interesting. Okay. (laughs) We do have a lot of other shout outs though. Now let's move this off me and on to somebody else. Yeah. So Josh, why don't you start us off? Yeah. The next shout out is from Pete Perizzo. He wants to give a shout out to Leah for tackling tons of paperwork lately. COI renewals, contracts, change orders, et cetera. Uh, Way to go, Leah. He's also got another shout out for Cody Collins. Uh, for his great attitude and learning our challenging CTC spreadsheet really quickly. Both of those fronts, you know, Leah's really doing a great job. 
And uh, I know you've had some interface with her too, Emily. And, Seriously. And, you know, she's been being pulled a number of different directions uh, by a number of different people, and, and she keeps it together. She's a champion. So uh, excellent work on her front. And Cody really just is shining, you know, just to hear great things. Yeah, that guy seems to be getting shout-outs every week now. So. I know. <laughs> I get, I get one in a year, and he gets them every week. <laughs> Um, so I got a, a shout out here from Kevin Gordon. Uh, it says shout out to Randy Goodwin and Ken Thurlow for joining the workforce advancement group and training the 22 laborers for the next two weeks. They're both bringing tremendous value by sharing their experiences and helping to teach the next generation of employee owners. I I real thankful for those guys to jump in there. Absolutely. And, and I mean, begin to uh, underpin these young guys with, with the things they've learned over 20 plus years in the business. Both of them bring a lot of knowledge and a lot of energy. Sure. So I could see them both being great mentors. John Neto gives a shout out to Gene Trajano, Matt Mills, Matt Chambers, Scott Moon, Josh Taylor, Aaron Layton, Kurt Van Aken, and Jeff Seeley for working hard to get the Heartland Project wrapped up. And I'm going to add John Neto to that list because he deserves it as well. Uh, he says there's a lot of effort and planning to pull everything off after Copia was done. Uh, Copia was the painter. And uh, just a, a ton and ton of challenges on that project uh, going through the winter. And for those guys to, to keep keep it up, and I know we've talked about this job a few times, for those guys to keep their eye on the ball and, and keep pushing is really tremendous fortitude on all of them. So thank you. All right, the next one is from Richard Woodward Sr. I'm sorry, that name just sounds so formal, and I love to say it like that. I don't know if he has a shorter name. Does he? I, not Benny. that I'm aware of. Benny. 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 There we okay. Go. Well, I'm going to stick with Richard Woodward Sr. because it just sounds really nice. But he'd like to give a shout out to his transportation crew, Ricky, Matt, and Ryan. They always help each other out when they can. That's awesome. The next shout out's from uh, Richard Russell. You know, he'd like to give a shout out to Chris, Ryan, and Ian for getting it done early Monday mornings. Been busy, guys. Exit 7 closed. So that's RJ. He's always in with the shout outs. Mm hmm. Is he uh, speaking of that event? I mean, they got up at uh, midnight to go down there, drove down to Portland, and uh, head to work uh, from till about three in the morning. Get those exits closed just for the uh, the day crew to come in on Monday morning and have everything ready to go. So definitely, uh, those guys work some long hours. I guess I get the next shout out here. It's from Adam Capaldo, and it's uh, to Jeff Shaw. Jeff worked for me last uh, two seasons over in West Garden with Scott. And uh, it says, shout out to Jeff Shock, Jeff and Bravo Company of the 3rd Battalion, 102nd Infantry Mountain Division of Brewer, Maine, are deploying to the Horn of Africa for the next 12 months on a security mission. Just want to say thank you for you and your services. Stay safe over there, and we'll see you when you get home. Um, Jeff was a, was a big loss for the season. I know, uh, I know the reasons why he's doing it. He loves that stuff, and uh, can't wait for him to get back in about a year. Yeah, and the Horn of Africa is not a bar in Portland. The Horn of Africa is the Horn of Africa, like That's the right. continent of Africa. So he's he's headed out for a year. So really, uh, really pleased that he's got an opportunity to do that and thankful for for him and, and the rest of that battalion for uh, keeping us safe. That's for sure. Um, I, I've got a shout-out. I want to shout-out to uh, Heather Hutchinson because we are in the midst of recruitment season, and uh, she's got a lot on her plate right now, and she's just 
rolling every day. She's just going, going, going and um, doing the best she can to to bring on great new people and great new additions to Sargent. And uh, so shout out to her for just being awesome. And really doing a great job at it and keeping everybody informed on where she stands with, with numbers and people. And I don't like to say numbers, but with, you know, with the number of people she's got coming in and, uh, you know, really got some quality hires coming in. So true, true on that one, Emily. And uh, I had a just a personal shout out uh, that I'd like to give Jim Braley, and I think all the ops managers would agree with this one. Um, he he's had his fingers in this Heartland project for for over two years, and as well as you know being the PM on the job as uh, and the operation side, uh, it's it's been a challenging job since day one. He's stuck with it. He's never given up or held his head low. He deserves major credit for uh, hitting the substantial completion they got yesterday. So it was a a major milestone on that project, getting that uh, from the engineer signed off. Yeah, and I know that that job's weighed heavily on Jim for some time now. And just, again, the fortitude that he's shown and the leadership uh, with John and, and the rest of the crew that's been on that job, just outstanding. So, Emily, you want to give these guys an applause? They all deserve it. Love those shout-outs. Yeah. And so uh, now I promised you some uh, some prices Right music, so we're going to have some coming on. You ready for it? So that was, uh, just so you know, that was uh, a little music by Johnny Guitar Watson that uh, that I pulled off of some uh, music I have to give to Emily, and it just happened to seem like like uh, game show walk-up music. But uh, in in typical game show fashion, there's a winner. But in this particular <laughs> Price is Right, everybody guessed over the amount. So the, the, uh, the question, the Price is Right item is what is the annual cost of heavy job software package? It came from IT wizard Jason Light, and it's for 13 concurrent manager users and 51 field users. The actual cost of that heavy job software package for a year is $35,939.40. And our lowest guess was by Alex Hardy. He missed it by 150 bucks. Uh, he guessed $40,086. And the highest guess was by Mark Wright, 123567 Of course, the hint we gave was a little bit misleading because we said it was under half a million. You did. I, I will say, however, to most of the people who responded, I sent them a text back and said it's under a hundred grand. I think I might have missed Mark, but uh, I did try to give them a little bit of a better hint. Yeah. I okay, tried. Well, so that, that was fair. And, um, but a good guess by Alex, but nobody wins today. So I guess that's the last time we let Jason pick an item. <laughs> no. Uh, actually, a very good item, and, and thank you, Jason, for putting that in. And our item coming up for next week is we want to know how many dollars worth of bids the company submitted in 2020. There you go. It's, you know, that's a big... 
So I'm, I'm going to give you a hint. Uh, is this a better hint than last week? It's under $1 billion. <laughs> I don't know if that's much of a better hint. <laughs> uh, it, it actually uh, it is because I think we've, we've come very close to bidding in one year $1 billion worth of work. Wow. In the past. Uh, but it's not $1 billion this year. So how much work, if you add up all the bids we submitted in 2020, what's that dollar value? That's an exciting one. It is an exciting one. All right, and also, a- yeah. coming up in two weeks, we're going to announce it right now. We're going to have... Oh, I don't have a drum roll, so I can't do that. Never mind. You can give me the crickets. Yep, that's not Okay, now, not we, now we're just getting crazy. <laughs> um, so coming up in two weeks, and we're going to try to build some excitement into this, um, we're going to have our stock price revealed in two weeks. So Woo-hoo. not for this coming week, but for the week after, and we'll announce this again next week, is the the price is right will be what is the 2020 stock price. So start thinking about that, and we'll, we'll uh, talk about what it's been historically for the last few years. And uh, I think we're going to have a little energy around that. I know Tasha's got some ideas to uh, to fire everybody up. So, with that said, let's go on to announcements. All right. So uh, again, Heather wanted me to remind everyone that we do have an on-site job fair happening at our new Fremont, New Hampshire office on Spalding Road in New Hampshire. Again, twenty-five Spalding Road, New Hampshire, on-site job fair, April 9th. April 9th. from noon to four. We I'm going to go and there. see if I can't get a job. Yeah, you should come and interview. Sure. And I that, probably wouldn't get one. Uh, maybe we'll hire you. We'll see. I don't know if anybody's going to bet on this three-legged <laughs> horse. But <laughs> but that is a good point. There will be on-site job interviews going on. So bring your resume. Um, ha- tell your friends. Tell your family. You guys are the best word of mouth. Uh, so get it out there. Let people know that it's going on. And uh, send them down. There's also going to be food. Who doesn't food. love food? Oh, yeah. And some good swag. Okay. Anything else from you, Emily? Um, so just working on a lot of things behind the scenes. As I was saying before, I'm working with Heather uh, very closely on a lot of these different job fairs and um, SEA information that's going out. Uh, so be on the lookout for us posting on a lot of that. And then, as always, I need more content from Boots on the Ground. Um, get me those pictures. Um, this week I did have to send out a second reminder for shout outs just because that's, that's, yeah, they were a little thin this time. That's bad style guys. Come on. We need shout outs. Yeah. We don't have to, we shouldn't have to beg for them. I mean, some guys are on point every week. Yeah. RJ is pretty much on there every week. Um, so I, you know, if I know it's hard to remember, uh, but if you can try to try to get those shout outs in, we like to hear, especially from you guys who are out there. Um, we like to know what's going on and, and who's doing well and, who's going above and beyond. So make sure you're getting those in to me. Okay. This is where we give the microphone of the company to our guests. Oh, boy. And I'm going to start with Josh this time since he had to follow <laughs> Doug earlier. And, uh, Josh, you got the microphone of the company. Anything you want to say? Anything at all you want to share with – with? Uh, I mean, so here's the great thing. we got people in Virginia you're talking to. we got people in Down East you're talking to. It's all across the company. And – you have the microphone to speak to them. Crickets. 
<laughs> I guess what I would say is, uh, you know, I want to thank everybody. Um, a lot of people don't know. I'm, I'm kind of new to the company. I have been here a few years, but I am new. I just want to thank everybody that uh, has helped me over the past few years to get acquainted and uh, learn the sergeant way. And again, I hope uh, hope everybody out there has a has a great day. So, well, you, you you fit in well, and you brought some some of your own expertise that you've imparted on onto our company. And for that, I can tell you that you've made a difference and I'm not just trying to blow smoke. You've made a difference to people in Virginia. You've made a difference to people across the company, uh, across the regions in New Hampshire, because some of the things that you and your team do are really helping with, with the value of the company and the stock price. So it's a big difference, you know, across the company. Thank you, Josh. Well, thank you. Douglas. Um, I'd just like to say, you know, we're three months into the season and uh, I've spent quite a bit of time in the field all winter and the morale and the camaraderie that I've seen out there so far this season has been amazing. Everybody seems to have a great attitude. Everybody's uh, eager to help out and learn. Um, I just want that to continue all year. Um, what I want to say is just to have fun out there. And it seems like everybody is having fun out there and, and, and going to work every day. If you, if you had to do that without having fun, it, uh, it just wouldn't be good. So keep it up and uh, and also be safe. That's the two main things I've got. Have fun, be safe. Yeah, Keegan Quimby, Quimby was in here a few uh, weeks ago, and he said, you know, I, I just get up in the morning, no matter what I do all day at the end of the day, I've I've enjoyed my day somehow. And, you know, to be able to, to look back on a day sometimes as difficult as they are and still be pleased that you, maybe not with the result, but your part in trying to get to a result is really the key. Just the guys coming in at the end of the day, coming into the field office, and, and they might sit there for half an hour and, and just uh, just chat about the day, and, and it's just nothing but positive stuff. Like you mm -hmm. said, if, even if it was a hard day and they didn't do that well, I mean, they're talking about planning what they can do better the next day. Yep. So it's it's been great from what I've seen so far this season. Tadlock, anything to add? I think I'm all set. Wow, we got her speechless. Woo. It's a rarity. It's a rarity, <laughs> but it, it does happen. Uh, I think I think I think I think Doug made her speechless earlier and <laughs> my cheeks have never been so red. I'm surprised we've kept it together this whole uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, same. we've done well. We've done well and and uh, <laughs> I, I think it's been a great one, guys. I appreciate you being on and uh, and Emily and Eric and and Cam as well. Uh, I think these shows are getting better my opinion, and uh, we're introducing a little fun to it, a little music, a little jazz, a little jazz blues uh, type stuff. So that's good. And we're going to move on. It's, uh, hey, look, 41 minutes. We're, uh, we're doing great, great work here, trying to keep these things so they're digestible. I could go on forever. Yeah, you could. But I won't. <laughs> and uh, so I just want to say thank you for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next week. And zero accidents. <laughs>